My name is John Machado, and this is the Gunpowder Plot Show, also known as the Guy Fox Podcast. And the topic at hand for this episode is the danger of entitlement. And it's both ways. It's more so on the side, at least in this episode, of the entitled, uh, but it also drags into it those... Um, with whom the entitled feel entitled to the other people's services and or products and or time and effort. If I could pinpoint a time in history that caused it, I don't know if I can ultimately say absolutely caused it. It may have been prior to this, but I would pinpoint the 1960s and the hippie movement. Um, I don't think that I'm necessarily throwing darts at the broadside of a barn, but I'm getting pretty close to the bullseye on a dartboard with this. Now, if you disagree, by all means, reach out to me, me, tv1105 at gmail.com, or you can get a hold of me on any social networking platform. Uh, with the exception of TikTok and Instagram. Even though I think I did have an Instagram. Yeah, I did have an Instagram at one point. But all the other stuff, for the most part, I'm on. All the major things. Anyway, uh, except for Truth Social. Where is that for Android and or computers? So, uh, why I'm pinpointing the 60s and the hippie movement and talking about entitlement is I believe that the parents that came out of that time frame became the parents of Generation X, Generation Next, the Millennial Generation, and Generation Z. And it's the entitlement started with Generation X. I am not Generation X, I am Generation Next, which would be 1980 to 1985. And I'm a little loose with that. Maybe it could be like 78, 79 to uh, 86, 87 feel like that's all right. But I refuse to uh, recognize myself as a millennial. And it's because of this entitlement aspect to it. Uh, Have I felt entitled at times or acted in a way that would have someone believe that I felt entitled? Sure, probably. Uh, I believe I've learned my lesson from those things that uh, you earn what you get, whether it be uh, money or um, respect, but it's, it's only gotten worse. Now, I don't want to encapsulate all parents because there are plenty of really good parents out there, um, who, who, um, I'm going to say bite the bullet, but that's not what I mean. Uh, and deal with their kids instead of giving their kids something to pacify them which I think is the 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 action that has been taken that's led to the entitlement of of the younger generations and at least the force being so strong with them in terms of entitlement um, we see it and have seen it uh, if you remember two years ago during the summer of love 
Uh, Antifa is a pretty good showing of what uh, the effects of of an entire an entire t- entitled generation uh, will come to. Um, you have a bunch of spoiled, rotten brats, and the left. I mean, that might just be it altogether. I mean, I I tend to blame them for a lot, but shit, man, don't give me so much content to blame it on. You know, don't give me so many examples. But, uh, and I'm sure it probably gets boring hearing me constantly talk about the liberal left, but these, these people are psychopaths. They just keep going like the Energizer Bunny, only they don't really do anything except for whine and complain and bitch and get out there and try to hurt people and burn shit down. You know, um, they're a destructive force. They're not terribly effective, but they're still a, a destructive force. Now that's not to say to ever underestimate your enemy, although I have. Um, but never, how's it go? Never underestimate this predictability of stupidity. That was from, uh, that's a nice line from Guy Ritchie's Snatch. If you've ever watched it. Pretty good movie. Not terrible. That's a fun movie to watch, I'd say. Um, and what a great line. Never underestimate the predictability of stupidity. But I feel like that that does exactly what I just said. It makes you um, underestimate your opponent. Because our opponent, well, one of the many opponents that we have out there, would be the liberal left. And they're pretty fucking stupid, right? Um, And to buy into their ideology, although it seems easier because it's full of entitlement, um, to buy into that would be a stupid thing to do as well. But as an example of what I'm talking about, you have an entire group of people out there that believe that they are entitled to your services and your money through taxation. Healthcare, that's an entitlement. That's exactly what I'm talking about. You have bitches like AOC out there running their fucking mouth saying that you owe them money. You owe them your time and effort and money and service. That's what taxation is. By the way, taxation is a redistribution of wealth. Even if you're not wealthy, it's a, it's a redistribution of your fucking money. And everything is taxed. Every dollar is taxed numerous times. You have the income tax. You have your state taxes. If you own property, you have property tax that you pay every fucking year. Yeah, it's not like a candy bar where you pay the damn thing and you're done. No, 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 no. You have to pay for your house every year if you've got it paid off. If you've paid your house in full, every year you have taxes that need to be taken out on your house. For what, you might ask? For garbage. That can be taken care of with the uh, private sector. The government is usually terrible at everything. Sorry, let me take that back. The government is terrible at everything except for taking your money and overspending. But people like AOC and the Democrat Party believe that they are entitled to your money. They can raise and lower taxes, never lower. They they don't ever lower taxes. Raise your taxes whenever they see fit because they want something. And their want trumps your need or your ideas and concepts. And I don't want to blame it on just one thing. I don't want to blame it necessarily on the parents only. You know, there are some pretty shitty parents out there and there are some pretty good ones. I'm enveloped into all of this. I'm a generation nexer and I've got two kids myself. But I care enough about my kids to bite the bullet 
and to punish them in whatever way in order to make them better people. Gavin McGinnis talks about it often that you can either be a friend now and a parent later or a parent now and a friend later. He refers to himself as the punisher or the warden and I agree with that. That's what a father should be. And not only that, that's not what he's saying and that's not what I'm saying either and if you took it that way, you might be an imbecile. I love my kids. I would die for them. I would kill for them. I'd fight a war for them. I've talked about it before. If it came down to my two kids and burn it, you're letting the world burn, I would light that match with a smile on my face. And every single good parent should do the same. That's how you need to think of your kids. That's how much they should mean to you. I will say that boldly and unapologetically. However, I want my kids to be good people, which means that when they do something, which kids are known to do, that isn't good, then they need to be reprimanded in one way or another. Talked about it before when it comes to spanking and slapping, right? Or grabbing one by the ear. There is a difference between spanking your kid and beating your kid. Now, the imbeciles will not acknowledge this. Fucking, dude, this is a part where I absolutely disagree with Stefan Moilano. He doesn't think that spanking your kid works. Oh, yeah, well, how about you explain the fucking, the the large swaths of our society that that have kids that just go out and, and do nothing but cause trouble, get put in juvenile detention centers and all sorts of other shit. Some of them kill one another. As young as 9, 10, 11, 12, there's some horrendous stories out there because parents didn't do their job. Now, I'm not saying that parents need to only have a little part to do with it. No, 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 no. Parents have a very, very, if not the most important, very large, if not the most important part of raising their kids and turning kids out to be good people. We're malleable especially in our developmental stages. But this is where parents are failing. Now, there's other parts to it, like indoctrination through the education system that we have set up that has turned radically communist or far closer to communism than it is, I don't know, patriotic, nationalistic, uh, God-fearing, any of the things that this country started off as. Academia is is far, far from that. And they are trying to further indoctrinate your kids to become even more entitled and turn against you. And we're seeing that now. We're seeing these entitled little shits come out. And there's many dangers out there. Some of those dangers are for these kids. They're going to go out there and they're going to get themselves hurt. Or they may hurt somebody else. But there's economic ramifications from this as well. People that don't go and work, which you're seeing now. Dude, I saw it the other day when I took my son and his friend out fishing. I think I did an episode around that time. I took him to McDonald's to get him something to eat after we were done because we hadn't eaten. They're hiring people at $17 an hour. I started off at seven, seven. What was the seven seventy-five? I think was minimum wage back in... 1997 
1997, something like that? No, 1998. Yeah, because I was born in 82. You could work at 16. So 1998. Minimum wage, $7.75. Or at least that's what they were paying. Anyway, it has increased, what, $9? What was that? Seven, nine, 18, seven, one. Can I do math? Basic math? Anyway, it's at 17 fucking dollars an hour. I'm like, holy shit. Like, a part of me was like, maybe I'll just flip burgers all day and get paid 17 You know what I mean? Instead of dealing with all the stresses that I have at my job, fucking working all hours of the night, all throughout the day, busting ass every day. I'm a salesman, so I work on 100% commission. If I don't make my sales... I don't get my money. I could work at McDonald's and get paid for flipping fucking burgers all day, every day. And and make... Is it 17? That's like, what, 35000 Could I Could I take the hit to my dignity and go be a, a burger flipper for a, a shirt? 35000 Well, after taxes, they don't tell you about that, right? After taxes, they don't include that in the fine print of, we're hiring at this much an hour, but you're going to have taxes taken out. So really it's like 14 or 15. But anyway, that's still 30 to 35,000 take home. I can't remember exactly what it is. I haven't ran the numbers, but it's high uh, or higher than it certainly used to be when I started working. I'm like, dude, if I was 17 right now, this would be the shit. However, inflation and all that, but you don't have fucking bills to pay. You live at home with mom and dad making $17 an hour. Shut up. Really? It's just insane. But there's the ramifications. Nobody's working. I should say nobody's working. There's plenty of people working. But there's a, a, a large amount of jobs that these kids aren't feel, filling. And this has been a thing for a while. Just because we're dealing with inflation and things like that, this is a massive problem that we've had going on for the last certainly five, six years, if not 10, 15, of kids not working these fucking jobs. Dude, when I was growing up, going through high school, we had something called 4-H. Um where kids would go to these classes and learn about farming and shit. Now, I was down in Tennessee. This should be taught everywhere. Every state has farming. This should be a, 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 an a option in high school for sure, where you have like two hours out of the day, usually the last part, where you're setting yourself up for a, a job to work right then and there. I thoroughly believe that kids should start working at 16, and they should have... They should be privy to all of these jobs. They should work as burger flippers, as servers uh, on farms, uh, janitors, uh, fucking taxi drivers. Maybe not necessarily in New York because that's a little nutty. Uber drivers, whatever. These jobs should be filled by these kids. They need to learn hard work before they get into these other jobs. They need to learn and understand about taxation. Because then, as mommy and daddy take care of them their whole entire fucking life, and they have no work experience and they just go from from uh, forced education forced education to quote unquote higher learning never having worked a real job in their entire life mommy and daddy paying for every fucking thing or them taking out these quote unquote predatory loans from the government right in order to pay for their education and then they come out with massive amounts of debt no fucking work experience whatsoever don't have a work ethic and, and feel entitled that that we should have to pay for their shitty decisions that not only they, but also their parents approved of? No. There's something broken in this system. 
And there's quite a few things to it. Like I said, it's not just a single thing that's contributing to this problem, right? Different, there's different things in there, but there, there are different levels of importance too. The parents being the most important. Again, not all parents, shit. There's plenty of really good parents out there that don't put their kids through this or that, that don't allow for their, their kids to turn out this way. But I had my own experience this past week as I was down in Tennessee. This is the second vacation in a row that was ruined by a shit starter and my nephew. Uh, he might be listening to this because uh, from what I've heard, um, he can't stop talking about it. Good. Uh, I hope that he does. I hope he, I hope he breaks it down every day, many times a day. I would hope that he comes to the conclusion that maybe he shouldn't have done the things that he did, but, and I've just, I've dissected it myself. I've dissected it enough to make a fucking episode about it. They may think I'm a little uh, petty for doing so, and maybe you do too, but um, this is important because this is the shit that we're running around, or that we're running into, running around, we're running into. And the danger for him was he came very close to catching the beating of his life from his uncle. Um, and had his mother only reprimanded him and punished him when he needed it growing up, he wouldn't have pushed those boundaries. Now, all kids do this. All kids push the boundaries from a very young age because they want to know where they're at. Kids with good structure understand the boundaries, operate within said boundaries. The funny ones tend to kind of push a little bit more, you know, but they still stay within them. They're good people. And then other kids get turned to shit. Spare the rod, spoil the sinner is the quote that we all know. And I hope I said that right. Um, But the point being that if you don't reprimand your kids, and I'm not saying it needs to be a smack or a a swat on the ass every time. I've broken down with what those uh, consist of. Um, You know, sometimes it, it takes wisdom to understand what you need to do to get through to your kids and reprimand them appropriately, right? Uh, You know, if they told a lie, I mean, different parents are going to be different too, but uh, if they told a lie or didn't do good on a a test or something to that effect, like not doing good on a test, probably take something away from them. You know, explain it. Every time I've given my kids a spanking or a slap, I've always explained what happened afterwards. Now, usually, um, I'm trying to think to make sure that this is correct. That's weird. I never noticed that college. Um, Yeah, usually it goes very well. Not usually. It almost always does. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer. Sometimes it's a time thing, you know, to have the kid understand. But both of my kids are in a a place now where they understand how dad is. They understand how mom is, you know, and they're going to be, they're going to come out great. Now here's, and, and in fact, there's a couple of, of instances that I had down South that I'm going to talk about. Now, I think I said it. This is the second vacation in a row in Tennessee. I've had another time that I went to Tennessee, but the, in between, but that wasn't a vacation. Second time in a row that it was ruined by a ship starter in my nephew. 
The first time I had went down there, it was the first night. This is within hours of arriving, and it was nighttime. Um, we were all sitting on the back porch, uh, just started drinking. I was not drunk. I, uh, I didn't even have an opportunity to get drunk. I just got my drink. Brother-in-law is excited, not brain, but the other one, excited that I'm there, and he wants to talk about shit, and yada, 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 and we were friends up until that point. And then his son came over, and I... I, uh, I razzed him about some stuff like uncles do. It was it was like out of uh, endearment. It wasn't like out of out of malice or anything. Like he had some chest hair, and I was like, "Ooh, growing some chest hair." You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. It wasn't insulting. It wasn't trying to be a jerk or hurt his feelings or anything like that. It's razzing your nephew because it makes him tougher. It's what I went through. Shit. You should saw the stuff that I went through with my my uncles. Holy shit. Um, these kids today would have fucking committed suicide if they would have had to go through the shit that I went through with my uncles. But, uh, and some aunts, you know what I mean? Certainly cousins and shit, but, um, so anyway, that first night I had my phone. Now on my phone, on my lock screen, I had a picture of a Guy Fox mask. Uh, and I had my phone, it was, uh, it was, uh, locked out, not locked out, but it was like, uh, or no notifications and it had been sitting there for a while face up and I got a notification for something and the guy Fox mask showed up and my nephew was like oh V for Vendetta um, which is the mask that V wore in V for Vendetta uh, but my response to it and it wasn't malicious it wasn't mean it was yeah that's, guy, that's the guy Fox mask um, guy Fox was a Catholic revolutionary that's all I said that was it. It wasn't like trying to uh, debate him or or argue him or anything like that. Um, there's a reason that I have it. I've wrote a book um, about Guy Fox. My podcast is called the Guy Fox Podcast or the Gunpowder Plot Show, which the Gunpowder Plot Guy Fox uh, planned and yada yada yada. So um, that's all I said. It wasn't to start anything. It wasn't trying to start shit or nothing. So he, I don't know if he's still reeling over the little bit of razzing that I had given him, which I don't know if you could call, if you could blame me for that. I mean, again, nothing was out of malice. This is my nephew. I love him. You know, even to now, even to this day, as much as I don't like him, I love him Um, because he's my blood. You know what I mean? But uh, he took that moment to shit on the Catholic church. Now, I'm not going to get too far into all of the problems that are going on with my nephew. There are a lot. And a lot of it, it can be pinpointed at the fact that he's entitled, which is why I'm talking about all of this. Because it's not just him. There are many kids out there that are like this, as I've given examples of. Um, But this kid doesn't have much, if any at all, real-world experience. None. I shouldn't say none. There's like minuscule. I would argue that my son, who is 12, my nephew is now 18. My son at 12, shit, my son at fucking 8 or 10 had more real world experience than my nephew. And I am not shitting you on this. My nephew doesn't know much because of this. Now, a meaner way of saying it is he's dumb, right? or stupid. I could say that. I'm not saying that. Although I did just say that. I guess I'm still reeling a little bit. I might be 
bit petty in this, but he is ignorant on many a thing. That's a nicer way of saying it, I feel. And I mean that in the sense of he doesn't know much, not so much in the sense of insulting. I'm, you can see how I'm trying to walk around this from, from really uh, digging in deep. I've already tried doing an episode on this and I fucking, I couldn't hold back some of my temper. So I'm redoing it with this. But he is ignorant of a many a fact when it comes to most issues, especially religion. And um, I don't know if it's his friends that he plays a lot of video games. And I don't know if it's friends or people that he's come across or YouTube videos that he's watched, uh, people shitting on religion. Um, but he, like most of the left, believes that uh, religion is, I guess, stifling and um, a negative or something to that effect. And so he decided to go in hard on the church. Now, I have been told by my mom or I've been asked by my mom not to bring up politics or religion when I come down there. Okay, I can respect that. You guys can do it too, then we're all good. We won't have those conversations. We'll just have a good time. Fine, I can deal with that. That's no problem for a fucking week. All right. However, that's not how it goes. Because much like in this situation, which me pointing out that, especially for somebody in my position that I wrote a book on on this, I have a podcast about Guy Fox. you know what I mean? It's It shouldn't come as much of a surprise that I would say something to that effect. It wasn't... A, like I said, it wasn't starting trying to start shit. It wasn't trying to start a political debate or anything like that. It was just, oh yeah, well that's this is. It was more so. This is why I have it as my lock screen picture, right? And so he goes in hard on Catholicism, and it's like, oh, all right, well you just kind of shot right past all the other foreplay with this. All right, let's let's have at it. You want to fight? We can fight. So we kind of start, and it it, is, it wasn't bad. It was just kind of getting up there. And it ended up turning into this massive argument, almost turning into a fight between me and my brother-in-law that night. Now, I had forgotten who started it in the morning. And I'm sitting there going, ah, shit. Now, there was something that had happened that I'm like, absolutely justified in how I responded. But the other part was like, okay, but how did it start? And was that my fault? And I kind of feel like a piece of shit. I had a talk with my nephew the next day, uh, and he admitted that he had started it. And I'm like, oh, shit. Now, he inadvertently admitted it, and then when I, I pointed it out, it was like, oh, so you started it. Ah, gotcha. Now, when we ended up leaving Tennessee that time, things still weren't great, right? It was like, I had a problem with my brother-in-law. Me and him don't talk anymore, or didn't talk for two years, uh, which was fine with me. Um, again, not brain, the other brother-in-law. Um... Okay, that's how it was going to be. Now, I just went down there for a week with me and my son. And as I went down, I went down with the intention of, all right, we're going to have a good time. I don't want any fighting, any of that shit. I, had, I didn't think that I was going to have a problem with my nephew. I didn't think I was going to have a problem with my niece so much. Um, you know, I was like, all right, I can hold my tongue, you know, to have a good time with my brother-in-law so that my sister has, you know, enjoys time with me. And that was the intent. The first couple of days are great. Um... First, I'd say the first three days were fine. No problems. Uh, I went over to, to Brain and my sister's house with my son and, and uh, my great-nephew and, you know, spent the night. And then my son and my great-nephew went back over to my my other sister's and her mom's the next day. I spent another night at, at Brain's. 
uh, and my sisters and then go back the next day and I get and I'm talking to my my other sister and my niece and they bring to me this situation they start talking to me about my great-nephew he had acted up now he's six six or seven I think seven um, they start complaining to me about how he misbehaved the night before. He's saying cuss words. He's uh, not doing anything that anybody's telling him to do. Uh, he actually even tried to punch my niece. Um, mind you, didn't do. Uh, Brain is his grandfather, by the way. Brain and, and my sister, my sister's grandmother, Brain is his step grandfather. That's, we have to get super technical. Uh, mind you, he didn't do shit around me, Brain, or my sister. Acted very well, well behaved around us. And then got over closer to my other sister, geographically speaking, and went crazy to the point where even my mom was, was uh, taken aback by how badly he misbehaved. And so my sister and my niece are telling me this. And again, I want to point out, they brought it to my attention, right? And so when somebody brings something to your attention, and all they're doing is complaining and you give your two cents, they can't be mad at you. They brought it up. So they bring this up to me and I go, well, you should slap him and put him on his ass and he'll never do that shit again. And it turned into a massive argument because they disagreed with this. Now there's some more parts to it that I'm not going to get into because it's far too much of a story. But it turned into an argument (laughs) Um, it got a little heated for a moment, but I brought it back down. I wouldn't let them get too far to where people are walking away and fucking crying and shit like that, which is kind of what happened. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Pull that shit back in. We're not doing that. You know, fight through this shit. If you guys are going to bring this shit up and we're going to have an argument, you don't fucking run away. You, you settle it. And so we did. We settled it. We, we came to understandings and shit like that. Okay. And even then I had to fucking give in to them. Because of, again, my my niece's, uh, she's grown up a lot, so I don't want to shit too much on her, but she still has an, an, uh, a level of entitlement. She wants respect, but she, she hasn't always had respect for herself, I don't think. Now, that's just my opinion. Maybe she does, and I'm just seeing it wrong. But she doesn't have much respect for other people either. I don't know who that is. I'm not answering. Um, and that's the entitlement that I'm talking about. During this argument, there was some things said by my niece who's 25. Um, she's an adult now, so she believes that she, but she also feels entitled, even though there hasn't been much earning of, a of, uh, respect necessarily, uh, between her and I, or at least that we've been in, in close enough to each other geographically to, uh, for respect to be earned. Right. However, your aunts, uncles, your elders, you're supposed to have automatic respect for, unless they've done something to take it away from themselves, which maybe she thinks that I have. I don't know. But during that argument slash conversation, I could see the level of, uh, of entitlement within that. And it was like, all right. Now, unbeknownst to me, my nephew, who lives right next door with my sister and them, could overhear all of this. And I don't know if maybe that was what caused him or spurned his decision 
to start some more shit with me on the 4th of July. So fast forward to the 4th of July and people start drinking and we're having a good time. We're just having hot dogs and swimming in the pool and, and things of that nature. My, I also want to preface it with this. As I had said, both times that I'd been there, ever since my mom had had asked me not to bring up politics, when I'm down there, they're all Democrats, all of them. Every last one of them with the exception brain. And my other sister is left is, is Democrat leaning because of my mom. Um, but she has some points that it's like, all right, there you go. You're, you're getting, you're getting there. You're getting closer to coming back over to, to a normal side. But they all, my point is, is that they all bring up shit, not brain and my sister, the other ones. Um, they constantly will bring up politics. They will say snide little things here and there. They all know what, they all know that I don't stand with them on these things. They have a, an, uh, an idea of where I stand, but they can't have a conversation longer than five minutes without losing their shit. So they really don't know exactly where I stand on those things. So throughout this time, they're all saying snide little comments here and there, right? They don't, maybe don't even know that they're doing it. You might have family members that do the same. I'm not saying that the right doesn't do it. It's just, I'm not in a position to hear the right do it as much. Now I bring up politics from time to time, but it's usually with my friends and shit like that, where we're like, holy fuck, do you hear about this? Oh yeah. But I know where that, where we stay or where we stand on things. So it's a little bit more comfortable, right? So down here, <laughs> they're fucking constantly bringing this shit up. Uh, we all start drinking on 4th of July. My stepfather drinks way too fast, way too much and gets to a level. He does this every once in a while where he's, he gets a little rowdy and he starts in on Donald Trump. And I mean, it's fucking obnoxious for a minute and, uh, but I'm okay with it. I'm a fucking, I'm, I'm a tough guy. I, I got thick skin, whatever. And I hear him running his mouth about, uh, Donald Trump. Okay. All right. So I discovered something that I want to share with you that I think that you should try doing. If, if you, if you feel that you're in this position and you want to do something about it, ask questions from a genuine point of view to see how they got to where they're at. I know that kind of sounds simple, but it is extraordinary at how you will allow for them to stump themselves. And you don't have to do anything except for ask questions. Now, I like doing this because I truly like to hear how people got to where they're at. Whether they agree with me, disagree with me, or vehemently against me, whatever it may be. So, because I told my mom that I wouldn't bring up politics, and I did pretty good. um, Unless I'm confronted with something to where I have to defend myself and shit like that. And even then, I'll try and and, um, lower the animosity. in this particular situation, uh, as my, my stepfather is uh, now inebriated and uh, going off, I just start asking him questions. And it's not like gotcha questions. You got to stay away from those. You got to stay away from leading questions. You just ask them questions to see how they got to where they're at. And, when, and as you do that, if it's genuine, you're going to lead them naturally to a point where it's like, all right, now you have to explain all of these things. You can't just say it, and then that's just how it is. You really have to explain it to me to, if, to, to get there, because I actually want to know, and you are obviously in a place where you want to tell people something. And so I was doing that. Now, 
um, after a while, Brain had got there, and uh, he. I think I started drinking when he got there because he brought, or maybe I had like a beer before that, but he brought uh, the remainder of the margarita mix that we had had, and uh, it was enough for both of us to have two margaritas. And uh, I think we were on our second one at this point, so we're not. It wasn't. It was like a margarita mix that already had tequila in it, so it wasn't like overly powerful. But it was a nice little sipping drink to have, you know, the salt on the rim and shit like that. Uh, so we're just sitting there. I'm not drunk. I cannot emphasize enough. I'm not drunk. I'm hardly even, I don't even know if I was close to buzzing at that time. And so this is happening and um, uh, he is, he's going in deep on drunk. This is what's funny. So my, my mom had, we had lived in New York for about three or four years um, and my stepfather actually comes from New York. He was born there, raised there. Uh, and he, what did he say? Trump is a liar. And he knew this because he had went to Studio 54 when Studio 54 was going on. And Trump was there. And he said he claimed to have seen Trump doing lines of coke at Studio 54. Well, if you know about Trump and alcohol or drug usage or even tobacco usage, he is straight edge. He's never done any of them. At least that's what he says. Now, this does... Whether or not that's true, I could give a shit. I really could. I don't care about drug use. Um, you know, if as long as you're not an addict and and trying to get into office, then I really have no problem. You know, um, but if you if you smoked weed, if you if you uh, did coke, uh, if you did any other hard stuff, you know, tried it or whatever, you know, that's that's between you and you, man. You know, um, I'm not going to judge too much. Uh, you know, if, if you're still an addict, stop being an addict. You know, if you were an addict and you got over it, good for you. But, uh, (laughs) I just thought it was funny. And so I'm, I'm asking them questions about all this and there, it gets to a point where they can't answer. So they have a belief in something that they can't, they don't really know why they have a belief in. Now, as I'm doing this every once in a while, brain looks over to me because I'm asking these questions that they can't answer. And he goes, you see, None of them. Now, Brain knows better. He knows the whole family, in and out. He he uh, he has heard all of them talk the way that they talk, and he's like, none of them have any answer to any of this. They don't know why they believe the things that they do. They just do. Now we understand that it's because of the union. They're all part of. They were all either were a part of or are a part of the union, and and the union indoctrinates their people to believe that they that this is the only way to think and you have to be a Democrat in order to get keep your job and this, that, and the other. Even though uh, uh, <laughs> the unions, Democrats are all socialist, uh, they're, they're leeches on, on um, capitalists or the free market. Um, I actually, yeah, I got to kind of backtrack a little bit of this. My sister, um, that same day that I had the argument with her, we were all at the pool. Me, her, and my niece were at the pool. Uh, with my son and we're just swimming and stuff. And, uh, again, they like to bring up politics. And so as they did, I, this is where I really started to kind of understand that there was something there. I was trying to be nice. So I was asking questions instead of trying to argue. And uh, I was asking my sister, um, uh, questions about the, the comments that she was making. And, uh, she admitted, um, that, it's, she thinks this way because of the union. She, she takes, uh, side, the Democrat side on most issues. 
you know, and this, that, and the other. But she also admitted that she doesn't really know much about politics. She said it in a more coarse way about herself than I did. And I was like, ah, don't say that. You know, it's, it's what it is. I just, I've always known you to not be political. And then all of a sudden you were political. Same with our other sister. So I was actually being pretty nice. But she had made, made some other claims. And so fast forward to July 4th. Uh, as I'm doing this with my uncle and my uh, brother-in-law brain is right next to me and my sister walks up and at this point my nephew had come in and sat down so he's witnessing this and so I'm asking my sister some of the questions that that there's some questions that she had uh, that I had for her about the claims that she made uh, kind of in line with this right Trump and uh, she had made a claim that there was a recording of Trump saying directing the the I don't know, the park police or whoever was in the Capitol at the time to let in the quote-unquote insurrectionists. They really believe this, by the way, that the, the, the J6 was an insurrection. So they, they both come to my um, stepfather and, and uh, sister, both get to a point where they can't answer anymore. And it's like, okay, you know, that's kind of done. And then um, as my, I see my n- nephew there, you know, I just start talking to him. Oh, hey, you know what's going on? This, that, and the other. Mind you, when I first got down there, we, he and I had had another conversation in which I was really making an effort to talk with him about what he's into, which is basically video games and and seeing where he was and his uh, streaming that he wanted to do, and he stopped doing it because it, he wasn't getting anywhere with it, and, and other things and, and things that he was doing, and you know, trying to be a nice uncle right? Trying to get a little bit closer to him. And, uh, I was kind of doing the same thing at this point, you know, we just start talking. Um, and (laughs) my nephew at this point is wearing a, a, I don't know if it's a fake earring. It's like a chandelier earring in his right ear. And he had been messing with it, playing with it. And it's like, all right, no big deal. He had black fingernail polish. Okay. That's what you want to do. All right. Um, and so I start talking to, we were just talking about whatever. And it got to a point where I was like, I, uh, I think we were talking about TV shows. And I said, uh, yeah, you should check out Million Dollar Extreme World Peace. I promise you, I had said that with the real intent to have him watch something that I thought he would enjoy. Million Dollar Extreme World Peace is such a kooky show. It's on uh, Cartoon Network, uh, Adult Swim with Rick and Morty, which I'm pretty certain he watches, uh, and a few other kind of like, I don't know, kooky shows and shit like that that kids his age tend to like, that I still like. There's stuff on Cartoon Network that I like that aren't cartoons, you know, or that might even be a cartoon like Rick and Morty. And uh, I said, yeah, you should check that one out. I think you'd like it, and I really did. It wasn't trying to do any... I was not trying to do a single thing. So... um, and I said, yeah, uh, Sam hides in it. And he picked up on that. All of a sudden it was, Sam Hyde is a neo-Nazi. And I go, no, he isn't. He's not a neo-Nazi. His show was so fucking ahead of its time. It is so good. Like, if, if that's what you're into, it is really good. So I thought I was connecting with my nephew to get him to watch a show that I thought he might like. You know, maybe we'll go outside of that because... When it comes to my nephew, I don't know all the ins and outs of what he likes. I know he likes video games, you know. I know he likes, you know, certain streamers and shit like that. And it's like, okay, I'm trying to get a fucking feel on this kid. Um, but he won't get off it. 
he gets on this Sam Hyde he says he donated to some uh, organization that was a, a KKK or neo not and I'm like no I heard about this a while ago and I'm like no I go okay well then what's what is it what's the organization didn't have an answer again this is at a time when brain turned over to me and he was like see they don't have answers for anything they just make claims yeah I know now he's whispering this to me so that it's not this dog pile or anything like that and I'm like yeah I know and then uh, my nephew I'll give him this it was slick he looks at me and he goes I bet you would like and I don't know maybe he took that as an offense it was not meant to be offensive me to suggest he watch a show that I thought he might like truly but he looks at me and he goes, I bet you would like Tate Andrew. And I'm like, I don't know who that is, man. <laughs> you know? He goes, no, I bet you'd like him. And then he sends me a link. Now, I have the text messages of me and my nephew of that week. And um, it, it's funny how fast it escalates. But he did send me this link. It's a YouTube link. So I click on it. And it's eight, uh, Andrew Tate is the guy's name, not Tate Andrew. I have seen this guy in my shorts on YouTube. You know, you're just going through videos and all of a sudden you see this guy who makes very bold claims because he's super fucking rich, I guess. I don't know a lot else. I think he's a kickboxer. I could be off on that. Um, he's, he, uh, I think he had a, a webcam or a web, a girl webcam company, you know, where like, like um, OnlyFans or something to that effect. He owns something like that. And then he got into like casinos and other shit. So I don't know everything about the guy. I, I just came across him not too long ago. So it was like a week or two before this that I was really coming across these shorts on this guy. <clears throat> and I remember, in fact, uh, I had left a, um, a video in specific of Andrew Tate. It was a short, right, on YouTube if you know what that is. It's like a minute long videos or whatever. And Andrew Tate was saying, why would you live in America? when you can live over it. So he was kind of shit talking the United States. And I remember putting in, there was another video after this. So that kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. I watched another one later on because I was scrolling through and he was saying something about women that was like, holy shit, dude, this is, this is a little much. And I left a video that says, I, or I left a comment that said something to the effect of like, I hate this guy. I think I said that. Or I really don't like this guy or something to that effect. And then I watched some others that were like, all right, well, he says some other stuff that isn't terrible. So my nephew said two weeks later, so I didn't know who this guy was. I just didn't know the name that he was saying. He was saying it different. Tate Andrew um, shows me the video. I see it. I'm like, oh yeah, I know this guy. Now the video that he had fucking on hand, ready to send off to me, uh, didn't look so great. Like I was hearing what he was saying. And I'm like, all right, that's, that's pretty fucking pretty, pretty strong language there. And then my nephew goes, you know what he got hit with? And I'm like, couldn't tell you. And he goes, child sex trafficking. So in the slickest way that my nephew could come up with, he claimed that I would like... Now, this may not be true. I don't know this about uh, Andrew Tate, if he did get hit with this or not. I haven't even checked it out since. But in the slickest way possible that my nephew could come up with, he claimed that I like slash support child sex traffickers. So obviously my nephew doesn't know a lot about me to understand where I stand on this, but it's a fucking insult. Uh, one that you don't make so, so, so nonchalantly to me because I'm going to take serious offense at it. And as I realized what he had just done, 
when he said that, I start pressing him on it because now you've pissed me off, you little shit. Now you just started some shit with me and I'm not going to back down to you. He takes a lot of uh, confidence in the idea that I love my sister and I don't want to offend her. I don't want to piss her off. And she is, she is very protective of her kids, especially him. And so he's, he's taking credit in that, in the idea that, oh, Uncle John ain't going to say shit to me because he's afraid of, my, of, of pissing off my sister. Not now, you little fucker. You know what I mean? The moment you just called me uh, some kind of supporter of child sex trafficking, now we got an issue. And we did. And it was like a, um, a progressive, not progressive in terms of political ideology, but a progressive um, <laughs> getting more and more pissed off as I, I'm letting this claim that he just made sink in. And I'm like, all right, how, you know, like I just start getting into it with him. And it gets to a point where he's, he's trying to backtrack because he knows what he's done now. He knows that I just picked up on the shit that he just said to me. So he started this shit. He started it both times. He's got some kind of little fucking chip on his shoulder and he wants to start some shit with his uncle because he thinks that he can get by with it. And we go on for a couple of minutes. I can't remember all the ins and outs. I just remember getting more and more pissed as the conversation went along and keep bringing up the fact that he just called me a child sex trafficker supporter. And he's like, oh, no, I didn't say that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not letting you get away with this shit now. You've just pissed me off for the second time in a row when I've come down here and you just made a serious fucking claim, homie. Like, now, now I'm going to get in your shit. And as we keep going, he's like starting to get more defensive, realizing, oh, maybe that card that I just played isn't the best one to play. And uh, right at the end of it, he starts to go, you know, I don't even want to deal with this. And he gets up to start to leave. And I go, take what I, I said something to the effect of take your black fingernail polish. I said something about his black fingernail polish. And I said, why don't you run away and cry on your oversized pillow? Which <laughs> it's so fucking <laughs> so dumb calling him a big headed person or something. Uh, that was from Mike Myers, uh, married an ax murderer movie. You remember that one? <laughs> I don't know why that's always stuck in my head. And I use that against, it's really, when I say that to somebody, it's so fucking confusing why somebody would say that to you that it's like, the fuck did he just say? And so I said that, I said, go cry in your oversized pillow. Um, <laughs> big headed fuck. I think I ended with that. And, uh, but it was me, me talking badly about his, his fucking fingernail polish. Let me tell you something. If I would have had fingernail polish on with my uncles, I wouldn't have heard. Th- it would have been from the moment I arrived to the moment I went away. They would have nonstop gave me shit. I could have taken the fingernail polish off and they still would have fucking reamed my ass. It would have been non-fucking-stop. I say one fucking thing because now I'm pissed off at you and, and he runs off crying like a bitch. So he goes next door. Now, at this point, I'm done. I'm over it. I'm whatever. You know, I can cool off pretty quick. And here comes my, uh, my, my brother-in-law, not Brain, the other one, who's like, hey, would you and Brain like to go and smoke some weed? And I'm like, sure. We got to go over to his house. So all three of us head over there. And uh, here's my nephew outside on their little porch area watching TV. They got a nice little setup. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I missed a part. Before that happened, my nephew texts me and he said, you are a neo-Nazi loser and I feel sorry for you and your son. All right. 
He's 18. He's an adult. As protective as his mom is of him, I would argue that I'm more so over my kids. And my son is a 12-year-old minor. You are an 18-year-old male who has done some shit in your life with the minimal amount of life experience that you had, you've done some pretty fucked up things. There's one in particular that he knows about if he's listening, he knows. And I'm not going to tell you guys, but um, I'm not fucking very happy with. Um, And he found out later on that day that I knew about it. So, uh, but you're, you're really fucking getting close to that line to not, to, to, once you step over that, it's, it's done with. Now, now you have become my, my enemy and you're not going to like it as my, even my fucking own flesh and blood, not flesh and blood, but blood, you know what I mean? Anyway. Um, so he texts me that and I text him back. I'm like, listen, I would be concerned if you really believed that because I didn't think that he believed. I think he was just mad and saying something and I can take that. Whatever. I said, I don't believe that you really believe that. Um, I'd said something to the effect of like, hey man, you're as much as you may not believe it, you're my nephew and I love you. And uh how and then another text of like, hey, you know, how about you come back over? I don't want grandma getting upset, which is his my mom, his grandma. Come back over. So I'm trying to make peace, you know, like come back over, let's have a good time, let's forget about it, you know, whatever. Which for most normal kids, at least back in my day, would have been like, all right, you know, let's not do this. You know, we're, we only have so much time with each other. Let's enjoy one another. And, and he's out, my uncle's obviously trying to make up with me. So, you know, he's extended the olive branch and I can take it, whatever. Not this kid. No. Because when we walk over there, I see him watching TV and I walk up to him and I try a second time. And I go, hey, man, listen, I don't know if you got my text, but let's, you know, let's not be mad at each other. Let's try and make up and, and, you know, have a good time with each other and let's forget about all that. Before I could finish my sentence, he looks up at me with this fucking face and says, I don't like you and I don't want to be associated with you. Or something to that, I don't want to be associated to you effect. Which looked and sounded like, I hate your fucking guts and... I don't want to be related to you. I want to write you off. That's how it felt. And that's kind of how it sounded. I think that's what he meant too. Um, okay. (laughs) Wasn't ready for that. Uh, I I go, all right, listen, you're obviously pissed. And I, and I kind of go and sit down. I'm like, listen, man, I'm just trying to make peace with you for a fucking third time. I have now tried within the last half hour. I am trying with my nephew to make peace with him. Uh, leftists are stupid because in a way they've only ever dealt with pussy ass spineless Republicans who apologize and then they see that as a show of weakness and then they try to attack. That's not what I'm doing here. I'm trying to make peace. I haven't apologized for shit. I'm not gonna apologize for shit, but I'm trying to make peace. And he thinks he sees this as a weakness. At least that's what I assume is going on in his head. And so... <laughs> shit. Finally, I've had enough. And I go, all right, that's it. I've tried three times now to be nice with you and you are not receptive. And you want to stay on this little fucking tirade of thinking that you have something to say. You don't. And so now we start going back and forth. And I am amazed that this little fucking skinny, no life experience shit 
is now arguing me as if he is a real grown-up man. And say, and dude, when I say that this kid said some shit that is something that you can't forget, I'm not lying. He said some things that I was just like, fuck, kid, you can't take that back. <laughs> like, if you thought that him calling me a, uh, a child sex trafficker supporter was bad, he's, he went on to say some other shit that I'm just like, wow, this is something that you get from entitled kids who have never been slapped in the mouth, who've never been punched in the face, who have never dealt with real hard work, who have never dealt with real conflict in their life that they had to take care of on their own. They always had mommy or daddy come and take care of it for them. They never had to worry. They always had a security blanket while probably carrying around a real fucking security blanket uh, to pacify them um, because all they've ever done is whined and bitched. And now he thinks he knows something. Again, he doesn't know a lot. Very ignorant of a many of facts on a many of issue, if not most issues. And uh, we got into some real fucking deep down shit. And I'm like, now a couple of these, one time I was like, all right, you know what? Obviously I'm not getting anywhere. You want to be a crybaby bitch? Go ahead. And I, I get up to start walking away and he says some more shit that like if a man were to say to me is drop the hat, we're fighting. And so instead of dropping the hat, I took my drink and I put it down and I got in his fucking face because I'm not afraid of him hitting me. Uh, and, and I'll, I'll get to that point here in a minute, but there was three or four separate times that after I realized he, okay, he, he doesn't actually, I was all at that point. I was all the more willing that if he was going to fucking think that he was going to get in a fight with his uncle, we'll fight. I'll show you that you don't know what you think, you know, son. Um, but he didn't. And in fact, when I got in his face, he was like, you want to hit me, don't you? And I go, yes, I'm thinking about that for sure. Without a doubt, that's why I got in your face. I know that you don't socially know this because you've never had this, but that's what's happening right now. You're getting me to a point and you're pressing that issue that I'm, you could get me to punch you in the face. And I'm, if you can see what I'm doing right now, it's holding that back. And I'm holding it back, and this is the point that I was just about to make. I'm holding it back because this is my nephew. This isn't those fucking kids at the fucking park that I'm worried about the cops coming to get me. I'm not worried about that with this. This is my 18-year-old adult nephew that I don't give a fuck about the cops at this point. I don't give a shit about my, my sister being mad at me. It's this little fucker is starting something. If he wants to fight, this is a family fight, homie. The, the rest of the laws and shit are on the, on the outside of this. This is me and you. This is family shit now. And you've just gotten yourself into some shit. But at the same point, he's 130 pounds. He is skin and bone. He's a little fella. I mean, he's, he's about my height. Is he taller than me? He's about, we're looking at each other's eyes. I can't remember who's taller. But it's not like a big win for me. It's not like, oh, I get to get in a fight with this kid and I get to go and brag. I wouldn't have been able to brag about it. It's not, it's not like a, a win-win. But it's also, I didn't really want to do that with him. Again, this is my nephew. This is somebody who even now, as mad as I may be at him, I still love him. But because of all of this entitlement, all of his whole life being entitled, we have now come to this, this crux in our, our relationship or our family. And it's what's going to happen here. 
And so, um, after about three or four of these times where, like, I kind of started cooling down, in, still in the midst of this argument, even though I had gotten in his face once, then I go and I sit down. And then, it's like, he, he likes this. He likes this, this, uh, saying, because he feels like, all right, I've, I've said some points to him that have probably hurt his feelings pretty bad. And so now he's got to get a win back on, you know, but it's kind of hard to do when you don't know much about life and, and you want to get that back. You want to, you want to win that back because he's only ever played video games his whole life. So he practices this win loss aspect in his head. And so he wants to get that win back. He just lost, you know, whatever match he had in his head. He wants to get a win. <clears throat> but it's, like I said, it's hard to do when who you're facing off against is somebody who's had 30 or 40 years of life experience, who's been through some serious shit, who's made it through it, who's who has studied shit that you could only ever fucking imagine that, that, some, that you would think of studying, you know, who... Uh, who is just, I'm overmatched with this kid and it's just not working out for him. So then he would resort to saying some more shit that's going to piss me off. And sure enough, it did because at this point I'm buzzing, I'm buzzing decent. And there's a filter that has now been taken off (laughs) and you just piss me off, which now has taken off another filter. And now I'm willing to, to really entertain this. My sister had even walked up, his mom, and I was surprised that she didn't say anything because I was thinking, all right, dog pile time. I'm going to be at the bottom of this one. I'm all right. Let's go. Uh, I've made the claim before. I would debate every last one of them all together at once, and I would, as long as each person talks one at a time, and I'd fucking fricassee every last one of them. I have all the confidence in the world. So anyway, she walks by and doesn't say shit. Just walks inside. I can see that she's not happy because she sees that I'm confronting her son. But I don't, and I don't know why she didn't say anything, which is so bizarre to me. Because <clears throat> usually she would. And then I would have had to get into the explanation of, yeah, your little shit starter son started some more shit. On my, and again, a second fucking vacation that I've been on in a row down here. Now, would I have said it that way? I don't know if I would have wanted to be like a tattletale. I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't have said that. I would have been like, you know what? Let us, he's an adult. Let us handle this. You know, you do fuck. I don't know. But she didn't say anything. Walked right back. And there was one last time that I had gotten in his face. And uh, again, each time he's like, you want to hit me? And my response was like, yeah. This time I was like, dude, you are so fucking close to me beating your ass up and down this fucking field right now. Or this yard. And then he said, he said something else. I think it it involved my mom and her knowing something. And we ended up walking next door to go and confirm this thing or whatever. Because I had had it at this point. I was like, I don't give a shit how childish we get, whatever. I'm fucking putting you in your place. And uh, (laughs) then we walked next door. And as I'm walking... I'm getting more and more angry because I'm letting everything sink in. Now it's really getting fucked. Now I'm at the point, there's no more. I'm going to fight him. I'm going to kick his little ass in front of everybody, especially if he fucking brings this up in front of my mom, in front of everybody, like I'm pretty certain he's going to do. And maybe that was the part where I was like, yeah, I'm going to let you go do this so that everybody can see that something's going on so that when I hit you, it's going to it's gonna be something. So, because I remember getting... He had gotten in first, and then my niece, my not his sister, but his cousin had came out. And I, she must have saw the, fa- the look on my face. 
because I was going in to fucking grab hold of him. Because he was right in front of everybody and he was... Somebody was talking so he, he hadn't gotten a chance. This is all I see within like a fraction of a moment. And uh, she saw me and she wouldn't let me pass. And I'm not going to run her over, you know. I'm not mad at her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what is happening? And I, and I told her I'm going to go kick your nephew or your cousin's ass. <laughs> and so she wouldn't let me until I fucking calmed down. And then I watch him walk away and not say anything. So I don't know what his deal was, if he was just done with it or whatever. But uh, that was it. Nobody really, I mean, that was almost kind of the end of it. But I, I had gone even further inside. That was the back porch. I walked even further inside after she had kind of cooled me down. And then he was inside. And then I got fucking pretty vicious. Because my sister stepped in. Brain's wife. She fucking comes in and notices that there's some crazy shit going on. Nobody can hear us outside, by the way. It's kind of like soundproofed or whatever. Or at least just how it's built. You really can't see, hear anybody on the back porch from the inside. And at this point, my my voice is elevated. I'm like, fuck you, you little bitch. I'm fucking, dude, I'm saying everything I can to in, instigate this little shit. Because now it's go time. And my sister was like, you can't do that. He's so fucking small. Don't do that. Don't kick his ass. And uh, and then he ran away. And I told him to go cry on his big-headed pillow again. <laughs> so that was it. But... As I broke it down, like, at, once I got past, like, the, the petty shit that I felt, you know, of, like, being disrespected, from I really wanted to study and see, okay, why did this, why does he feel that he can do this? Why, why is this something that he thinks is, he's justified in doing as a, a fresh, baby, brand new 18-year-old, having never really lived um, a very active life to where he could get in and out of, you know, situations that he would have to overcome and, and deal with, uh, uh, problems and stress, like real problems and real stress. And, and, and it started to become clear to me of this entitlement as- aspect to our society. He's not the only one. It's not like he's unique in all this. We see it often. We see it and whatever content creator that we like to watch on YouTube, when they bring up examples of the left, of the the uh, the protests that have been going on, I mean, there's adults that are are dealing with this. Maybe even so. In fact, there are some from that that fucking movement, that hippie movement, born in the '50s, raised throughout the '60s, came out to be parents, and are marching in a fucking pussy hat march against Trump. Because they can't take that he said something that most men have said before in their life when they're bragging to their friends. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and it, it that became clear of like, what is this issue? Well, a massive part of what is, is pushing this is this sense of entitlement that we have and that we've had for quite some time that seems like it's this snowball effect of getting larger and larger and growing bigger and bigger within our lives where now you have people who think that they have an, uh, a right to your service through healthcare or a right to your money through taxation and redistribution of, of wealth and things of that nature, which we all know naturally is wrong. We all understand that working hard for something means that you should earn something. That's how you, and then that, that describes to us within our subconscious, that's how you earn things. That's how you gain and garner power or respect or, or money. That is a natural understanding of reality. 
but this entitlement is a, a regressive uh, process within our reality that people have not only stopped being embarrassed and ashamed of, but rather are now holding it up as some kind of fucking virtue. Maybe not quite at the virtue level, but it seems like it's getting to that point where it will eventually become a virtue. Mind you, in the midst, I couldn't believe this, dude. I I couldn't believe this. My... (laughs) My nephew, in the midst of the worst part of this argument, and it's kind of, I know it's kind of anticlimactic, you know, because we ended up relocating to a different part. At, and at this point, I was like, ready. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to teach him a lesson. Um, <laughs> and then nothing really happened from that. You know, I had a couple of people that, that kind of talked me down from doing it. Um, but, and that's another thing I'm getting sick of. I don't, I'm not a fan of, of explaining these stories of getting near to a physical altercation and then nothing happening. Like, I'm, I'm, that's not what I like. And, and it's not that I just want to go out and kick people's ass. It's there are people who've gotten away with something who who seemingly have not learned a lesson. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> and, and that isn't beneficial to them and to me. It kind of leaves you without this thing. You know, without this this conclusion. But I shit you not, in the midst of this fucking argument I was having with my nephew, <laughs> he goes, because I called him a borderline agoraphobic. He goes, I have a mental illness. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what are you doing? You don't just give me ammunition to use against you. That's not, I don't think that is what you think it is, man. That's. That's an insult for me to say to you that you have a mental illness and then you take it as an insult. You don't use it as a fucking shield, dummy. That's not how a fucking argument goes, dude. I couldn't believe it. I have a mental illness. Yeah, I know. That's what I was going to say if it were to keep getting that to that point. You don't you fucking took it away from me and helped me in this argument. What are you doing? Like that's not how you do this shit. Oh fuck, man. It was um it was goofy and it was silly and dumb. And, it, and like I said, it didn't ruin the whole trip. I mean, the first couple of days and, and certain people that when I, I visit them down there is is always a good time. You know, fuck, dude, me, brain, my son and my great nephew um, all went out to an arcade one day and fucking just had a blast. You know, we uh, just being around each other and, and, and hanging out and talking and just fucking watching movies and TV shows and shit like that. And just, you know, not doing much, but enjoying each other's company, that is enough. That's what you do. That's why you take vacations with people is to relax and sit back, smoke a little weed, maybe have a couple drinks, a little bit of whiskey, whatever it may be, a margarita or two, and enjoy each other. And then here comes people that don't like people to be happy and want to ruin it for everybody else and make them just as miserable as them because they're entitled seemingly to your time, right? So your time and your misery. So Um, that's something that, you know, I don't know how we fix it. I don't want to just sit on here and fucking point something out. Although I think that that, that has a place in what I do and what we do is uh, within societies and, and, uh, within the world is to certainly point things out, but it's also, all right, well, how do we fix this? Um, I think we're coming up with resolutions to things and, and a resolution to this is to, certainly move away from it. I mean, you know, 
it, uh, as I said in the beginning of this, the largest part of this is to be good parents, to bite the bullet, to not just pacify your kids, but to teach them to, to be a part of their their lives and to really get involved in, in their time and their, their, their developmental process to uh, set those structures. Um, I'm not saying I do it all the time. You think I haven't given my kid uh, 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 iPad or let them watch a movie or play a video game just to, you know, give me a break for a minute so I could get something done. Sure. But it's when you, there's, there's moderation and then there's, there's exceeding that, which I think has a big part to play in, 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 in making things worse for these kids. When you pacify to not have to deal with it, that's when, and, and not just a, a pacifying once or twice or a little bit here, a little bit there, but pacifying all the time um, and allowing for those kids to keep pushing the boundaries and things of that nature. I think that that's where that becomes such a massive problem and it really does because these kids crave structure. They crave knowing where those boundaries are. Um, and it most of us would assume... Um, because I did this with my son, me and his mom aren't together. And I thought to myself, well, shit, if she goes the, the line of giving him whatever he wants, buying, cause she has more money than I do or did. Um, she would be able to afford to just buy him new shit all the time. New PlayStation, new toys, new this, new that, whatever that, and only doing that to, to, you know, how, how pa- some parents will buy their children's affection. So buying his affection versus me, who's like, I'm going to spend time with you. I'm going to set rules for you. You break those rules, there's going to be different levels of how bad it can get for you in terms of reprimanding you. Um, and I'm going to, to give you lectures and I'm going to explain. And so I had, I think a natural thing that we do is we look at that and we go, oh, well, maybe my son doesn't want to spend as much time with me, with me as he would with the person who's going to give him whatever he wants to pacify him. And I stuck to it. I was like, fuck it, dude. I'm not, I'm not going to turn into that parent that's just like, oh, well, I'll let him have whatever he wants. It was, no, I'm going to be a good father to him. And I'm going to explain to him why I'm doing the things that I do, you know, whether it needs to be before or after. But I'm also going to give my kid affection and give them my time. I'm not a perfect parent. I'm a good parent though. I promise you that. And I don't need somebody else to tell me. I look at my kids, you know, these are the fruits of which, um, not the only ones because obviously your actions and stuff can provide different fruits, but these are the fruits of which God was talking about in the Bible, right? What John was telling those, that pit of vipers that were coming to be baptized by him, let your fruits I'm going to have to paraphrase because I'm, I don't have it right in front of me. But uh, what is it? Let your fruits show your repentance or something to that effect. I really, I think I really just fucked that one up. But anyway, you get the point that I'm making. Um, how good your kids turn out uh, can be proof of you making a change in the world. And I, and I think that certainly may not be <clears throat> the only way to solve this, but I think it's the biggest way to solve this and the more important way the 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 biggest piece of the puzzle when it comes to making our society stronger and better is for traditional mothers and fathers to be married 
to have their kids and to raise them right. And that's when you, you, that's where you battle this front. It's a long time process because, I mean, you're talking, you know, eight, 50, 10 to 18 years or maybe 15 to 18 years. It's going to take you to raise good kids, right? From birth to but about the time that they're, they, they get past the age of consciousness, which is usually at about 13, and they have, they're well aware of how they're supposed to be as people. And they look on you, you're their foundation as their parents, of uh, that why they, there's no safety net. You don't need a safety net when you've been raised the right way. You know, I don't, when it comes to um, uh, money, when it comes to the economy and things like that, I don't want a safety net. I don't want to become dependent on the government. I don't want to be entitled to think, oh, I deserve somebody else's services or money or product or whatever it may be. I have to do it. That will light a fire under my ass and yours. And it's better because we understand that when we get what we want, we get where we want to be, we've earned it. And it's a better feeling than just being given something. And, we, and that's a natural thing that we all have, that we all understand. So yeah, I think me explaining this, doing an episode on it, um, it probably, for many of you, you probably agree and maybe this just galvanizes it to you. Um, you may have had experiences like I've had where it's just like a bewilderment of like, holy shit, man, this is this is how close all of this has come. Um, and understanding kind of another aspect of my life where it's like, okay, this is what, I, what, what John's dealing with over here. Um, it's sad, you know, because I don't want to be, I, I don't, I, I certainly don't want to have a problem with my nephew. I really don't, you know, I've, I've had some issues with my uncles and shit, had nothing to do with politics or religion or any of that. It's just, you know, personalities, but you know, um, I don't want, I, even the ones that I still have an issue with today, which is more political than anything. It's like, I still don't want that. You know, we're supposed to be blood. We're supposed to be family. You, you're the people that I grew up looking up to and, and, um, being around and wanting to be around you. I mean, it's a massive reason why I moved back to Michigan was because the overwhelming vast majority of my family was up here, you know? So it's like, I don't like the fact that, you know, even in my dad's side, which had really nothing to do with politics at all or religion, it was everything to do with, with personality and whatnot. <clears throat> I don't even talk to them anymore. You know, there's some shit that has happened and it's like, there's only so many times that you can forgive. There's only, um, I shouldn't say there's only so many times that you can forgive. You can forgive an infinite amount of times. But before you finally decide, I'm not going to put myself through this. That is more so what I'm talking about. There's only so much that you can take before you're like, all right, you obviously don't don't want a relationship here. And so I'm not going to keep putting myself through this. And you cut off the fat, sadly. You know, but I don't, it's not that I wanted that. I would have loved for all of us to get along. I mean, really, what I want of all humans, and I teach my son this, number one is that everybody has respect. And I remember my son going, oh, they got to earn your respect. And I go, no, 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 no. That's a little bit different. But I was like, you know, there's a person over in Sri Lanka right now that you've never met. They don't need to earn your respect as a human being. You should already have respect for them as being a human being. And then they can either take away from that by doing something or, or I don't know, maybe saying something, but that's also doing something, by either doing something to take away their respect, your respect for them, or adding to it. That's how you approach it. You have respect for all people, all human souls. 
You have respect for them until they do something to take it away from themselves or add to it, right? And then outside of that, what I really want, and I remember making this decision a long time ago. I was maybe in my teens or early 20s was just looking at it and going, I don't want conflict. I really don't. I don't want conflict. I don't want drama. I don't want fucking, you know, anger. I would love if everybody, I don't want to do the cliche thing of can't we all just get along, but rather we all can enjoy one another and have a smile on our face and have real joy. That's what I want. That's what I'd much rather have is that we can all, in, uh, uh, we don't have to agree on everything. That's not what I'm saying, but to enjoy one another, you know, and, uh, and find joy within one another. That's what I'd rather have. <clears throat> you know, this, even though I've, I've called them some names and, and uh, haven't been super happy with them. It's um, even at this point, it's not what I want. You know, I don't want that with my nephew. And I don't want that for you and any, any relatives or friends or whatever that you used to have and no longer have. You know, I'd rather relationships that we have is something that we can keep building on rather than getting, getting destroyed and, and um, eroding. You know, it's not fun. It's, uh, it, does, it shouldn't feel good because that's not, that's not what I don't think most of us want, you know. And if somebody does want it, I think that that's an odd thing. You know, that, that you want to destroy relationships and shit like that. That's, that shouldn't be what we want. But, you know, we find ourselves where we do. And, and, uh, and then really, I mean, for somebody like me, I'm a reactionary. I don't tend to, to try to um, go after anybody right off the bat. But, you know, if, <clears throat> if you're going to push the envelope, then all right, then I'll react to what you do. Whether it be if it's negative or if it's positive, I'll react positively, you know, um, but yeah, that's, that's where we find ourselves now. So, um, you know, I don't know. Hopefully, uh, if he does ever listen to this, you know, understands it, like, listen, man, it doesn't have to be that way, you know? And also, and this was another part is that like, I look at it like in my late teens and up until I was almost 30, I was a dumbass. I mean, I did some good shit. I did some things right, but I was also stupid. I'd do some stupid shit. I'd say some dumb things. I look back at my life on some things that I had done or said, and I'm like, oh God, that I, it cringe, you cringe. Not like the, 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 you know, popular phrase of, oh, cringe worthy or whatever, but it's like, seriously, my fucking skin crawls at some of the shit that I've done or, or said, or, you know, if I asked out a girl doing whatever that I was doing or, or I asked him out the wrong way or I was, I, I'm, there was one girl, I was drunk as shit. <laughs> oh, it's so bad, dude. I, that was the only way I could get the bravery to ask her out. And, uh, <laughs> I think I said, yo girl, can I get your digits? <laughs> oh fuck. See what I mean? But I was dumb. I was young and stupid and I did something that I wouldn't, I mean, certainly not now, but I guess that's what you build with experience, you know, and that's, that's kind of what's lacking, but I had to go through it, right? I had to go through that shit. I had to build up courage and, and I had to get turned down a lot. You know, I had to build that life experience of, of learning what it's like to be told, no, what did I do wrong? What did I do right? Whatever it may be and, and examine things to, to do it better the next time. And, uh, and then when you, you're able to do it, when you're able to either ask out a girl or get a job or fucking work a job or whatever it may be, you know, you've earned it. You've, you've went through some kind of 
of negative thing. You've went through some kind of animosity, um, or or not animosity was the word, some kind of uh, problem, and you've you've gotten better at it and you've earned it. You know, being given it, you're not going to appreciate it as much. And uh, sadly, that's the thing. You know, we with the entitlement comes a lack of respect for one another. And, um, and that's a danger, you know, not only to the person who is, feels entitled, um, or yeah, not only to the person that feels entitled, but also to the other person, there's danger there and an unnecessary amount of danger, especially if we could change how we operate in order to, to promote, um, earning, uh, each other's respect or earning, um, earning the things that we want most, you know what I mean? As opposed to entitlement and getting away from that because it just really, it spoils us, it spoils our souls. So that's my two thoughts. Anyway, until next time, be accountable, be responsible. Don't be a liberal.